In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and with that... So we're going to pick up again back at the Weather Watcher HQ. The sun has begun to set. It's a little bit past 6 p.m. The Blue Fly team has returned. They've debriefed with Major Farrell. The storm has begun to pick up just ever so slightly again. Nothing major, but we're definitely kind of in slowly escalating blizzard territory. Have the researchers joined up at this point? Or is Schuler still off, kind of finishing stuff up in the morgue and Armerlo and Dempsey off kind of still finalizing their research. I think that I'm I, I'm done in the Sure. Yeah. I've done what I needed to. Yeah, so you've met back up at this point? I'm at least heading over to meet up with them, yeah. Let's play that out that way then. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah. You're crossing the compound, you're noticing the sun dip below the horizon, the wind's starting to pick up, the weather's starting to pick up some and Major Farrell kind of starts making a beeline for you from wherever he emerged from in one of the trailers. Ah, Doctor, are you going to rejoin the rest of the team? Yeah, just finished up some late-night work. Excellent. I um, have this uh, box, kind of jiggles a cardboard box under his arm for you all. The boys rounded up some good stuff in town, I think. Weird stuff. Not quite what I was expecting to find, but, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. They have a couple things worth talking about, I suppose. They seem to think that all the film in town was, I don't know, overexposed or something. I'm getting ahead of myself. I have a full debriefing ready for you in a second. I figured it's kind of getting ahead of myself. Sorry. This could be one of the things, right? Like, this could be one of the ones. Like, this could be a real one. Hell, they even made us bring Purgatory. Yeah, I I guess it could. But, uh, I mean, look, right now all we got is some people who died from some cold weather. So just be careful about jumping to conclusions, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Don't want to jump the gun and get too excited. But like, have you ever been involved with one that's this, you know, real before? Like, this really does feel like it might be real, right? Look, I reserve judgment to the uh, the science behind it. All right, I, I'm sure that there's some explanation we can get, and if it is real, then it's real. And I mean, we're the ones who discovered it. Hey, maybe they'll name something after you. And laughs at this. Yeah, you know that's not how this works. I know. All right. Yeah, following you, Doc. So you meet up with the rest of the team. Dempsey, Marlo, you've made some pretty real progress. You've kind of gotten to do what you're good at. You've really kind of delved into the hard science, the physics, the readouts of this. What's your reaction upon seeing Schuler kind of emerge from the cold, followed by Major Farrell? Schuler, have you finished with your tasks? And do you have a guest? Everything's wrapped up. Yeah, we got to debrief. Some of the blue fi guys found some stuff. Well, hopefully it's going to be some good information. We just crossed our timelines together. We did find some interesting coincidences. Yeah? Well, uh, why don't we hold off on the overall analysis until we get the, the good old debrief here, see what we're working with, see what the guys out in the field found, you know? That's probably a good call. I side-eye the person with 
with Schuler. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Errol pretends to kind of look hurt at this and looks at you. Now, Major, I have been nothing but accommodating so far. Your lack of trust hurts a little bit and shakes the box. I come bearing gifts. The team did a really good job in the field, I think. They rounded up some weird stuff. I threw in an extra thing for you just because it kind of reminded me of something that we had. I'd heard about kind of a debriefing a while back that seemed to kind of relate to what they found. Didn't find anything super noteworthy, but they thought maybe you squints might enjoy some aspect of this. It's a bunch of stuff they put out of town. Apparently this whole weather thing's not so unique as maybe we thought it was. Really? That's what they seem to think, but, you know, they're trained to do, not to think necessarily. That's what we have you all for. Shakes the box, drops it on the table. Have fun. Let me know if you find anything. And yeah, if you think you maybe have a lead on where we might find something, let me know. The boys acquired a boat while they were out there. So if you got any questions about the lake, we're now lake equipped. I mean, to judge or anything, but isn't there something about like, never mind. Carol kind of smirks at this. The town is currently reclined and in a state of leisure in our meat lockers, essentially, Doctor. I hate to sound crass, but no one's going to notice a boat missing. Uh, I have a really quick question. It's not frozen? The lake isn't frozen. The bo- We could take the boat out? In this blizzard? Uh, yes, ma'am. I thought you were aware of this fact. I believe it was established that the most waterways... Oh, yes, I was asked to pass that along as part of the debriefing. There was a special request about structural damage or kind of signs of frost damage. The town seems fine. Power's on, telephone lines are working, no frozen bodies of water. Someone mentioned something about warm beer, but yeah, I... No obvious signs of frost damage, but I know there was a topic of inquiry that was passed along to me to pass along to the team, but no frozen bodies of water. Everything in the various structures need to be structurally sound. No obvious signs of extreme cold, except for, you know, our collection of frozen town people. There's no estuaries feeding into this lake, correct? Actually, you know what? I, we're probably going to get the full scope out of the debriefing. This is everything that the Blue Flight team had collected? Yes, ma'am. It's a weird collection. Bunch of drawings, something with a bunch of snakes eating people or something like that. Some weird local tales about some stuff. Bunch of references to Jack Frost events through the years. They found some old diaries even, too. Weird, weird collection of artifacts, I guess, or a weird collection of documents. They seem to think they're irrelevant or added up to something. There's, if you want to go take a look at it more in person, there's, I guess, a crazy guy's trailer you can go dig through. They found a bunch of this stuff. Something about Moundville and people digging and, yeah, suicide notes and whatnot. Uh, I'm not sure why they brought all this back, but they did, and maybe you can make some sense of it. All right. When is the debriefing scheduled? Has that already been scheduled, or can we look through this box before we have the chance to do so? If you'd like a more formal submission, I can send them in, but I figured they could write something up and pass it along your way. I've given you the highlights of it, basically. Yeah, there there were some malfunctions, I guess, with some of the equipment they brought into town, so they couldn't get a reliable temperature reading of something, or what is it, Ocampo was convinced he was running an impossibly low temperature or something. I told him to go lie down, he seemed fine and wasn't exhibiting any signs of hypothermia, so I'll blame the equipment. It's been a bit of a, not sure why it'd be damaged necessarily, but he was real persistent on that topic for some reason. I, I don't know, though. Out of curiosity, do you have the logs from his temperature readings? Kind of like thumbs through some papers in the box. He was going on about something about 
40 degrees Fahrenheit or something. I, he was convinced the gear was wrong. Tried trying to field calibrate with boiling water and snow and frozen ice and stuff, but going to be having some type of like low end, high end problem or some type of dead zone. He also put some notes in about how I guess like beer was hot or something, or like the bar had some malfunction where the refrigeration must have gone down or something. And I don't know. Between that and the various kind of write ups about the mythical powers of cigarette butts, I don't quite get what they found there. But again, that's what you're here for. Huh. Interesting. Upon hearing that information about the temperature readings, I kind of give a a side eye over to like Schuler a little bit and continue with focusing back on the conversation. But yeah, I definitely try to make like a side eye contact moment there. Yeah. Well. Well, if that's all for now, my team's been out in the cold and I'd like to give them a little time for some R and R. If you find anything though, or find something we can run down for you, let me know and I'll send it back out there. Any chance to make the AFOSI agents kind of chase us around in the snow in the dark, I'm not going to object to. Fucking uptight bastards. Don't tell Harris I said that, obviously. Looks directly at your security escorts. Well then. Yes, let's let's get that little informal write-up before we submit anything. I want to look through this and just kind of compare it up against my information. Do I dismiss you, or are you just going to leave on your own? He kind of, like, dramatically waves a hand and starts walking out the door. No need, Major. I know my duty. If you just send the Blue Fly team out, let me know, and I'll organize it for you. It'll give us a chance to bring the gear up to bear, I suppose, but uh, that's above my pay grade, allegedly. That's a Harris call at that point. But if you got something you need boots on the ground to go investigate, let me know. I'll send my boots. And leaves the trailer. Two security escorts kind of exchange a look of annoyance between each other then go back to sitting in the corner and kind of watching you work. And you are alone with a cardboard box filled with everything the Blue Fly team acquired in the town of Willis, alongside a variety of photographs taken to kind of show lack of damage, some kind of extra photos taken of the various scenes to paint the picture of what was there, a couple pictures of beer with the words weirdly warm written on it, you know, normal stuff that one might take if they were kind of conducting a bit of field research. Added to the stack, though, is there's a printout labeled Case Report 1954082331A1X Blue Book Case Report. Case Report 1954082331A1X Abstract. In February 1954, two Blue Book officers were sent to the Mackenzie Drilling Works in northeastern Alaska where a local worker insisted that UFOs had appeared in the wake of a particularly dangerous drilling accident. One in which nine workers were killed when a support pylon gave way and a drill collapsed. The worker, a native Inuit, told supervisors that he saw what translated closest to a dead rainbow with stars for eyes appear before the accident and that this rainbow caused the struts to collapse. The story was met with derision by other workers. But the Blue Book officers were sent when one worker took the trouble to report the incident as a UFO sighting. The officers quickly determined the sighting to be groundless. And nothing was reported of the dead rainbow again. Interesting. You know, reading this, it seems a little coincidental with some of the events we've come across and have experienced ourselves, especially this dead rainbow. Speaking of the dead rainbow, Dr. Merlow. What's your reaction to the drawings recovered from the trailer? Obviously, they don't match up what you have exactly, but there is a surprising overlap of imagery. So I guess upon looking at the, I'm, I guess, more perplexed to see if I can 
find anything that matches what I can like connect to, I guess. Like to remind you of the contents, I guess you have the drawings that were covered are drawings of snakes, snakes that slither into a frozen woodland out of an enormous cavern writhe over shrieking women and men, glowing mm-hmm. mist shimmer and swirl green stars glare from a mist like great distant eyes, malevolent and hungry. There's drawings of a chief. A frightened chief sits in a oversized golden throne atop a hill of red earth under a night sky. The stars shine in many cold colors. Some of them coalesce into a mist of blue, purple, yellow, and pale green. And last but not least, there's a drawing of a sky face through a multicolored mist like aura and indistinct face glares. It is all vague shadows except a terrible obsidian eyes that glitter with hunger. A tiny few trees in the bottom of the drawing give a sense of awesome scale of the face. Now, I guess, compare that to your drawings based off the memories of the vision you received or the vision you experienced, the hallucination you experienced. Bloody snakes living across a frozen, forested swamp. They writhe in the loins of shrieking women and men, their fangs dripping blood and poison. Glowing mist shimmer and swirl in the night sky, coalescing into cold green stars. The stars are eyes, great distant eyes, cold and malevolent and hungry. An enormous mound of red earth rises hugely above the swamp. Vague figures lead the dreamer up a hill and restrain them in a place of pain. This is necessary. The survival of the night clan depends on it. The vague figures climb down again and sing strange prayers. And the writhing bloody snakes suck up the stars in shimmering mist. Obviously, not the exact same images, but there's some subject overlap. Okay. So I'm going to grab the image and hmm, I'm trying to see how I can approach this one. Is there what are you trying to do? I guess I'm trying to see if I can look at it and try to invoke some type of like memory or flashback in particular that might give me some more insight to like connect to or maybe try to get more of like try to remember more of the incident in question like Merlot like obviously blacked out at that point like she's doesn't remember a huge chunk of that moment. So I'm just trying to like piece together more, I guess, stuff there. So I don't know. I'm trying to find if there's like a role, maybe like if I can roll for intelligence to to perhaps try to invoke a memory from that, from like maybe it'll like supercharge some sort of like. I mean, you have the drawings you made from memories, I guess. So I, I get what you're going for. And I guess kind of, it's less of a thing you can do and maybe more like an inquiry you could follow. Like, I think we talked about this a while back, but like dream and symbology research is a thing you could maybe try and investigate. Like, it's not your background, but you maybe could contact a colleague or someone you know that might have a more specialized field and maybe the psychiatry or sociology or kind of maybe in this kind of the cultural aspects of it. Like by combining what you have drawn and kind of what you have from your hallucination with what was recovered there definitely seems to be kind of a native american theme to some of this so i guess my my other approach that i can kind of go with here then would be from the drawings that i made do i have any that overlap specifically with the ones that were recovered from the trailer are you asking if there are any exact matches or ones that are like close at like pretty close that there's enough overlap that I could be like, okay, there's a link. Between the snakes, people in pain, red mounds, weird sky faces, I'm not quite sure what you're looking for than that. Like, there's obvious, like, 
you two didn't draw it the same because you're not the same person, but like. Mm-hmm. But is there enough overlap that like we can kind of piece together? Like the theory I'm going for right now is we know that, well, based off the stuff that was recovered, we know that there's something out there. We just don't know what. So perhaps if we can find a link between my drawings and the drawings that are recovered, we can figure out which ones we have a common thread with. So perhaps those are the thing like we can find a better match because like if there's I mean, something I, that's I just not matched, told you what the thread is, I guess like it's just a, the snakes. Then? There's a bunch of shared imagery like it's there's this share thing that pops up in both of them. There's snakes, there's pain. There's some weird sky face eyes thing in both of them. Like, I guess kind of like based off what you've been told and what you can kind of gather based off of everything that was delivered for this. You know, for a fact that this person you never met before, who's not a great artist, has created a bunch of stuff drawing wise that does in some way link to a hallucination you yourself experience. Like, Whatever the explanation for that is, that's beyond kind of everybody to suss out at this exact point in time. But you've also managed to establish that the Jack Frost stuff goes back not just this time, but there is a established pattern of freezings happen, sudden freezings at that happening in the area going back documented wise, at least as far as the 1870s, mm-hmm. hypothetically, based on what you have kind of accumulated and if you're to kind of believe the racist caricatures of this person's drawings, they seem to think it maybe had something to do with the native population that was in the area previously. Like you have multiple things that link this person to this set of mounds that were discovered. You have a drawing that depicts kind of questions about this dead person's dead grandfather that seemed to also be in some way related to you have someone else that experienced hallucinations that kind of the hallucinations link up to your experience. Maybe you don't know what their hallucinations were exactly, but they were hallucinations. You have these drawings that are from Hiram or his grandson. That doesn't really matter who they came from at that point. They kind of match up content wise with your hallucinations. You have a bunch of stuff that hints to maybe some Native American connection. And you have kind of news reports, letters, journal entries, variety of stuff that establishes that this Jack Frost thing's been going on for a while and with relative frequency in kind of roughly this time of year. Hmm. If you'd like to roll an intelligence check to maybe get a hint at kind of what might be worthwhile pursuing and with kind of what you've pieced together off of that, what you know to kind of be fact that you can roll for, but beyond kind of saying how this stuff links up, I can't really spell that out much more than I already have, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, then yes, I would very much like to do an intelligence check on that. Give me an intelligence check even plus 10, because you do have quite a bit of stuff. All right. You said it a plus 10? Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. I rolled a 9 out of 90 with a modifier of 10 for... I did not realize your intelligence was 90. My bad on that one. (laughs) I'm smart as fuck. Apparently. Yeah. So, I... Success... (laughs) What you've found is confusing. The science of what you found indicates a variety of weird energy spikes, which you don't have a good explanation for that. Like, confirmed from the Blue Fly team that there's not a lot of stuff frozen, a lot of snow, a lot of blizzard stuff, but like, based on the condition of these bodies, 
the lake should be frozen. There should be a lot more ice out there. There should be a lot of busted pipes. There should be a lot of down power lines. Like the implications of what you should be seeing and what they're reporting they saw on the field don't line up. You also know that of the three of you in the room, you all have impossible body temperatures. Probably all five of you in the room have impossible body temperatures. Most people just don't know that yet or ever going to be aware of that. You also know that you turned off any heating in this thing a while ago because it was getting awfully hot in here. And that with the context of your body temperature is also weird. And you have a lot of proof that kind of something really weird is going on. So I say you'd probably be tempted to maybe step outside the realm of the normal and maybe, I don't know, see if there's a supernatural or cultural explanation for Jack Frost out there? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah. So I guess at hmm, the way I will I guess, approach the team with this information, other than I'm going to group up the photos of things that are linked from my drawings to the drawings that were collected, and I'm going to look over at the group and say, so this stuff, these are my drawings. This came from some guy i've never met but whatever is going on here this seems connected here and it looks like and i start digging through the box to try to find some more like information that can maybe explain some better details and kind of touch on some of the cultural reference stuff and things like that so i start digging through the box some more and eventually I say so i think if we find wherever these photos are referencing like this guy was out here digging. If we can go to wherever he was digging, we might find some more information. Whatever these mounds are. And I start like pointing to the photos with like the mound stuff and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you got that crude map that's got kind of a weird pentagram setup of locations and the word Hiram question mark written on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I grab, is there a map in the room nearby of like the actual location, like one of our maps? That yeah. has like, a, okay. So I grab one and I try to make a comparison between the crudely drawn map and our map to kind of like actually get a better understanding of where these places are. So do I need to roll anything for that? You're trying to kind of transcribe the crude map onto the good map. Mm -hmm. Nah, it's pretty obvious Like there's a elongated Pentagon of them towards the northern side of the lake. OK, so I'll grab a pen and I'm going to just draw on the map like whatever at this point. And I'm going to kind of like circle the general area and kind of match it up and say, if we're going to find any answers, we need to go to these spots here. And then I slide the map over on to the table so the rest of the team can see it. Whatever is going on around here, we'll find some more information here. It's a, there's five points. Yes, I realize the fact that this pretty no. much looks like it might be some sort of weird religious connotation. Exactly. But like, and I will take a compass or I, I'll, I guess I'll draw circles and stuff like that and just kind of find the intersecting area. What's at the center of this pentagram? Basically kind of looking at the map of the surrounding area, kind of your general area of this. They're all located south of Willis, kind of on this chunk of land that sticks out into the lake some at the most northern part. Right next to the part that reaches out and kind of gets closest to Willis and also runs by what you've been formed is the Parker home, where a bunch of this stuff was recovered from. Hmm. Oh, so the pentagram is not all over Willis. No. It's just isolated in that 
peninsula. Yeah. I misunderstood. Okay. How many drawings are there? Are there five? You got a collection of them. You got four kind of major sets of them. You have the drawing of snakes, drawing of a chief, drawing of a sky face, and the kind of hand-drawn map of Crow Lake. Okay. And there's nothing really major other than the location of the mounds and the hand-drawn map of Crow Lake. Yeah, no. I mean, it says the word Hiram next to the location of the mounds with a question mark at the end, but that's the end of it. Okay. You think a crazy person would use secret ink or disappearing ink with their notes? Or is that something a bit too methodical? That's all heat activated, correct? You know, those gag pens? I think it's it's worth looking at, but I also think that whoever made these wasn't exactly in their right mind, if you know what I mean. I mean, to be fair, neither was Merlot. And in the middle of Merlot kind of not being in her right mind, she decided to just snatch my notebook and just start scribbling like a madman, madwoman, all over it. And for whatever reason, has enough similarities with this random individual who, judging by the readings, was also the town loon. Well, then I'll ask, you compare it to Marlowe. Do you think that someone in a similar state would have the mindset to go and get invisible ink and wait to have those visions? I am not entirely certain. It's always one of those things that I read in spy fiction or who knows what. But this is weird enough that I'm opening up my general thought pathways to include just something a little out of the norm. I think we should go take a look at those mounds. I think so as well. There's a part of me that wants to send the Blue Fly team over those mounds to get maybe like a geographical photograph, something a little bit more detailed than this weird little hand-drawn thing. Look, Blue Fly, all right, they've already figured out something that they shouldn't have. And the more that they find out, the worse it is for us. The worse it is for everybody. You know, understood. Soldiers always say orders are orders. You got to do what you got to do, but they don't think they're not thinking about what's going to happen if word gets out to any higher ups about what's going on here, because we're not going to leave if people find out what's going on here. And I'm not trying to expose any other kind of things that are that's going on here. But honestly, eyes in the sky does sound like a good resource that we could exploit. I don't think you heard me, but you mean intelligence check, Major Dempsey? That is a 5% success out of 90. There's also a very real chance that given the whole digging aspect of this, they're below ground and definitely under snow. Oh, that is right. It's been snowing like crazy. Everything's covered at the moment. Anything that's going to be high up or any kind of aerial photography is not really going to be useful for us. I'm just saying we need to limit what blue fly and the rest of the uniforms around here No. All right. I mean, they got an idea that something weird's going on, but we can't let them know how weird. No, you're right. You're right. I just, I want answers. Yeah, no, I just started thinking just some stupid stuff. I I understand. I want answers, too. I want to know what the hell is going on with us, because if we can't find an answer, a solution soon, they're going to figure it out. And if they figure it out, it's just bad news for us. Question for... Well, I guess, question, character question. Does Merlot by any chance know if Captain Lukeman is on site at all? He probably is. Okay. So I look over at the other two and I say, 
there's somebody here on Bluefly that I know. So if we need someone we can trust, that's not just us three that can kind of get us around. If they're here, they can be trusted. How exactly do you know a member of Bluefly? I'm a scientist for the government. There's overlap. I'm a scientist for the government, too. You know what? No, that that does make sense. Never mind. I know you, after all. Look, they mentioned that one of the blue flies thought that the equipment was defective. Something about a temperature. And I'm thinking we got to sabotage any of our temperature gauge and equipment. Make it look like the whole, everything they transported out here was damaged or something. Maybe container wasn't fully sealed some liquid got in or i I don't know it was tossed around too much one of them's already asking questions he's gonna keep asking questions i mean they're not scientists realistically we can just tell them with the event that happened plus you know the temperature the temperatures being extreme as they are plus the event that happened recently has just thrown off the calibrations and they'll need to we'll need fresh equipment he knows how to calibrate the equipment, so he knows how to work with the equipment. So unless it's like a mass batch has gone bad, because if he goes and he grabs another a new set of thermometers or whatever he's using, he gets the same reading. He's just going to jump to the same conclusion we have. He may, but he's, he's going to have to convince everyone that that's accurate, and no one else is going to believe I, that I, those temperature readings are accurate. I don't know if that's true, you know. What's his name? The guy who came in here? You know, the one who read us the briefing? I forget his name. Farrell. He seems real excited about finding something. I think he'll latch on to anything that's brought up, no matter how insane it is. He wants something to be here. Do you have anything to gain from their being found here? Any? they give you any indication that they're looking for something? He did mention a weird word earlier, actually, Chuler. What was that? Purgatory. He said something about purgatory. Like literal purgatory, or... Uh, he was talking about one of the blue fly guys wanting to get up into the sky, and he said it would give him a chance to flip on the purgatory stuff. With my history in acoustic sciences and like my history with just kind of the previous usage of acoustic sciences, does that ring a bell to me? Not for you, no, but one of you knows what purgatory is. Upon hearing the word purgatory, I get real... I have this, like, cautious look on my face. Did you say purgatory? Yeah. Something about taking a helicopter up in purgatory. We don't get fucking paid enough for this. Does he... Did did he say he was Blue Fly? I, I mean, the Blue Fly guys listened to him, so probably. We need to see if, if a Captain Lukeman's here fast. You know something about purgatory? We need to find Captain Lukeman. Come on, if you know something about this, you gotta tell us. Why would these military guys want there to be something here, something weird, something real, is what he said. Why would they want it to be here to test out this purgatory stuff? What does that even mean? I look around at just kind of our security escorts. And they're kind of leaning in, looking at you very intently. They can't hear you because I'm assuming you've done a good job of kind of like staying together and whispering some, but they definitely caught on that something's up a little bit. So I kind of lean in a little bit and say, I can't tell you why we're here, but it's bad. Let's, I, let's, you know what? I feel like I have much more of my equipment 
in my bunk. Let's kind of gather some information over. Let's go for a walk. I feel like we should go for a walk. And I kind of raise my eyebrows in a let's let's find a place that we could talk a little bit more openly and just kind of look between the two two of you. Hey, hold on. Yeah, let's let's go on a walk. The security personnel kind of look at you, kind of like kind of like really gonna make us go walk in the snow. Give me a persuade to see if you can maybe kind of convince them to stay here or kind of like convey a certain like we're just going for a walk. Can I just use my charisma? Yeah, you can. Okay. I know it's cold out there. You guys want to just hang out for a minute. We're probably going to swing by the mess on our way back. You want me to grab anything for you? See that charisma check? 23 out of 75 success. You see your escorts kind of hem and haw for a second, and eventually kind of one of them looks at you and goes, we're not really supposed to, but honestly, babysitting you all is just so goddamn boring. Yeah, sure. He likes his with sugar. I like mine with cream. Get us some coffee while you're there. All right. See you fellas in a few minutes. And you head out into the dark, slowly increasing in intensity blizzard surrounding Willis. This is probably the first time you've been alone since you arrived in Willis in some ways, aside for sleeping. I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy the fact that this is just so unusually quiet right now. Enjoy it while it lasts, because if they're planning on using what I think they're planning on using... We should all be very concerned. All right. You and I have worked on some very interesting technology. The fact that I don't know exactly what you're talking about means that there's something a little bit more concerning than just government secret work. What's going on? Okay. So are you familiar with aliens and crash sites and things like that? You hear, you've heard all those rumors now, correct? Like you, you're aware of that, right? I, I know this sounds crazy. You right? all kind of are familiar with where the technology you work with comes from and its exotic nature. Yeah. Well, purgatory happens to be a weapon. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Not just any weapon. A weapon designed specifically to, I guess, be a counteroffensive to the Greys. And if they're planning on using it here, that means that they're probably assuming whatever is going on here is related to the Greys. So with Blue Fly being here, that just further confirms that for me. Wait, Purgatory is out of Pluto's jurisdiction? Project Pluto was kind of a, I guess, open the door for another project. And Purgatory is a result of, or a result of that project. Did you work on this? Yeah. You helped them make a fucking weapon? Yeah. Look, working for working in our fields, it's bound to happen. And sometimes you just really got to look at it and say a paycheck's a paycheck. Well, I mean, you can't fucking say no to them anyways. I mean, no. what, do you think any of us get to retire? Oh, no. You think you're just working on some engine or just some new technology to make something burn hotter, fly faster, and suddenly that thing's being launched at whatever foreign country that you just don't happen to like that day. But... The reason I ask if Captain Lukeman is here, Captain Lukeman is one of the few people who knows how to operate purgatory. If we can find Lukeman, we can reduce the chances of someone being able to operate purgatory. Now, I understand that you said that Lukeman was someone you could trust or someone that we could trust. Lukeman is a friend. Okay. I just wanted to clarify this right now. Are you suggesting that we kill Dr. Luke? 
no oh, kill lukeman okay no 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 lukeman is a friend not at all we had to make tough choices i just needed to make sure and needed to clarify that right no but yeah well the other reason is if you find lukeman and lukeman myself and us travel to the mounds you would be traveling with far as i know the only two people who know how to operate purgatory look jesus we're getting into some real take us out back and shoot us talk okay i'm aware but it's leverage no no no. i i i get it i mean i'm in whatever's going on you know we're expendable this this whatever's going on here isn't i just you know the stakes right i'm aware two friends over the last three four years two that they've killed for stepping out of line. My concern, though, is this person that you spoke to is even aware of Purgatory's existence. He seems to be weirdly aware of a lot of different things. Who who was this guy that you spoke to again? Farrell. I don't remember Farrell being there as far. Like, from what I recall, that name isn't familiar. Look. The only people that were involved in that project that I was there that know of this existence is Captain Lukeman, myself, and Dr. Bimmel. Look, all right. Bimmel's. Bimmel worked on this, too. Bimmel's also a friend from a while back. I just don't know if they trust me, considering the situation is going on now. Look, there are at least three, four different organizations running around here. We got us, Blue Fly, people watching Blue Fly. Am I missing anything? There's a bunch of inner organization politics going on you know there's a lot of moving parts my only concern is if this person who i don't know is aware of purgatory my assumption is there are way more people who are aware of it now which also means there are probably more people who know possibly how to operate it how long ago did you finish developing this weapon this was some time ago yeah they've probably rolled it out i mean if they've got it fucking strapped to a chopper you know yeah. I will remind you, there were a couple of the Blackhawk choppers when you showed up that were covered in tarps hiding something. I wouldn't be surprised if this is where it's been sitting for a while now. And if they're looking for field testing, a place like this would be a great place to do it. They just need a reason. And let me tell you, this thing is not pretty. Well, what does it do? Well, basically, it is a giant, it's a giant mass area weapon. Correct me if I'm wrong, Charlie, it's an acoustic weapon, correct? Now, I'm reading, like, the notes on it, and so I know it's, it's an area attack that has a kill radius of 10 meters with a base range of 200 meters. So I know it does a long-range attack. Like, it's, it's huge range, but it is, it's acoustic-based because that's what my background is in it. And it was specifically designed as a counteroffensive to the Greys, the, the purgatory is the name of the weapon. The project that it's from is called Project Gabriel. Fucking Gabriel, huh? Which kind of makes sense because Gabriel's horn, right? Like it's a it's a reference to like angels. Gabriel's horn. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. To fill in the gaps, yeah, it's an infrasonic weapon that, in layman's terms, Doctor Merlo would know that within its radius, it'll kill anything alive. Wait, you also worked on Project Gabriel? Yeah. Son of a bitch. I worked on the acoustic side of it. No, yeah. That Project Gabriel has my fingerprints on the particle and laser physics aspect of it. Hmm. Makes sense why they would call us here then. Any of these uh, ringing a bell for you, Schuler? 
Or are you kind of the odd man out in this situation? I'm a fucking microbiologist, all right? I've got nothing to contribute to weaponry, fucking making anything that can be used offensively, unless they're having me make fucking bioweapons, but all they've been having me make is fucking antivirals and shit. Vaccine. Against what? Cancer? Just regular shit? I'm not... It's not exciting, you know? I'm just fixing this stuff that kills us, you know, from the inside. We're never gonna see any of that shit, but... At least 50 years, you know, that we kept secret. It's got to be new with the times. Nobody can know where it's coming from. Give me an alertness while you're all having this conversation. Everyone? Yep. Come on, alertness. 65% out of 25% or 26% failure. 82 out of 26 fail. <laughs> 24 out of 23 failure. All right, so you all don't notice Major Farrell kind of step out of the shadows and silently make his way up behind you and kind of, in a kind of gruff throat clear. Well, now it seems that you got my message, Dr. Marlowe. Didn't realize it would quite uh, spark that level of reaction, but yeah, that's here. (laughs) 